Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Everyone and welcome back to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host Juliette Lamar, and we have with us on the line Cyrus Tagesian, and he is the CEO at The Lit. Welcome, Cyrus. Hello. Thanks for having me, Juliette. Really excited to be here. Absolutely. I'm excited to hear about Split or SPL.YT. Explain yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you know, it, it, it all starts with. All of my experiences that led up to, um, you know, these centralization of power that create inefficiencies and ineffectiveness in delivering value to consumers. Um, and over the past few years, I've been spending a lot of time with digital marketing and e-commerce uh, clients. Uh, I'm a Deloitte Consulting alum um, and uh, been working with Fortune 500 companies with their digital marketing and e-commerce needs. And one thing that I started to realize is that um, you know the the whole market is an, is inefficient, and you know uh, one of the catalysts in building Split was to alleviate these inefficiencies caused by intermediaries or all these middlemen. And you know the middlemen, I've realized it's not necessarily um, you know people, but it's it's also applications or services um, that charge or take a cut out of every transaction, um, and this increases. Um, prices for buyers. Um, it inhibits other innovative or future marketplaces for competing with such big corporations like Amazon or Alibaba or Walmart. Um, and uh, there's no fair opportunity. And you know, being an entrepreneur and and coming up uh, through my generation, I guess I'm the tail end of being a millennial. I got another year or two years um, <laughs> left. Um, you know, wanted to create a way um, to alleviate some of these frictions that were caused by these intermediaries um, and create fair opportunity for anybody to have a, you know, transparent, secure, and online shopping experience. Because who doesn't love online shopping, right? Yes, I love it. It's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, in, in short, you know, Split is, um, you know, the way we're doing it. Um, you know, we're connecting the world's inventory to the blockchain. And this creates a more efficient e-commerce system because we can remove these intermediaries and this in result saves buyers and sellers time and money. Um, and then we have this really cool mechanic that incentivizes good behavior that ensures secure and fair transactions, meaning that you're not gonna get scammed or there's no fraud or spam that you're gonna have to deal with you know, such places like sometimes when you're buying from Amazon third-party sellers or Craigslist, um, it's riddled with, with fraud um, and spam. So, mm -hmm. you know, we have a uh, protocol in there we could get into more specifics later on about how we prevent these from happening and creating a fair, open, and secure e-commerce ecosystem. And e-commerce, you know, people are like, oh, e-commerce is the future. No, e-commerce is now. I can... I cannot go a day without being on Amazon for something, right? And whether it is, you know, a very specialty item I'm looking for, or it's something like, oh, crap, we're out of paper towels again. Uh, this week is so jammed, I don't have time to go to the store. And, you know, this is this is our lives now. So having something that yeah. 
that could potentially decentralize the e-commerce system and be able to hopefully pass on the savings to consumers and to people creating the goods is is huge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, in fact, uh, there there is a statistic um, that e-commerce is the fastest growing industry and one of the largest um, distance ahead over $4 trillion in the next few years. Um, and guess what? You know, Amazon, Walmart, and eBay comprise of almost 60% of the U.S. market share, uh, which could cause um, higher prices and exploitation and censorship of um, other players who are trying just to make a living. Yeah, and you know, it's because of the tr- like. Just speaking strictly for myself, you know, it's a, it's a trust thing, right? Like, I go to Amazon because I know, okay, if I buy a pair of shoes that I hate, I can return it, no issues, it's gonna be fast and easy, and just because it's now becoming so analogous with like Google, you know, I go online, I Google it, you need to buy something online, you go to Amazon or Walmart. And, you know, it is kind of unfair. And I think that, that it is the trust thing though. you trust Google to give you a good answer. You trust Amazon to fulfill your product or to fix it if it, something goes wrong. So how do we give the little guys a chance? Yeah. Um, so, you know, for, uh, for the blockchain initiated, there's something called trustless, um, and for the non-blockchain initiated, uh, this essentially means that we build a, a governance and guardrails of uh, essentially the rules of how a transaction will happen online. And this ensures that the other party cannot fraud or, or you know, not give you proper service because you're protected uh, by these guardrails and they're implemented in code as smart contracts, essentially giving the confidence and um, security needed for a buyer to know that they're not going to lose out on something they bought. For example, let's talk about how it works at Split. Um, Anything anybody buys in this decentralized ecosystem, money gets put into escrow, meaning like my money doesn't Mm -hmm. actually go to Amazon or the buyer. It goes into an escrow contract and that money sits in escrow until I receive my item. Once I receive my item and I think it's okay, or after some period of time passes, then the monies get released to um, to the seller. Now, if there is a dispute or you know I didn't get my item or whatever, um, I can then create a dispute um, claim, and the dispute claim says that hey, I didn't get my item. Now the seller could come back. You know, because, you know, we want to prevent sellers also getting frauded and seller could come back. No, I'm pretty confident I did ship it to you. Uh, well, not pretty confident. I am confident I shipped it to you. And, you know, here's the tracking number. I put up a little bit of money, you know, into this escrow contract as a stake to say, in good faith, this money will be returned to me, you know, because I, if I'm right, but I'm putting this little money up there because I know it was sent to you. Now, the buyer could come back and say, absolutely not. I never got it. And they could counter stake against the seller and say, you know what, I didn't get it. And these are going to be small numbers. You know, you don't want to inconvenience buyers, you know, having to front a lot of money. And, you know, we're still mm-hmm. hypothesis testing what, what are those exact numbers um, that will be the most efficient and effective. Uh, but this counter stake will then, you know, tell the seller, hey, you know, this, this the buyer actually thinks, you know, they didn't get it or they actually didn't get it. This prevents you know, um, this puts money on the line for both the buyer and the seller, and it prevents either the buyer or the seller frauding each other. And then at that point, if both of them stake each other, uh, we send it to an alternative dispute uh, dispute resolution um, through an arbitration. Um, So essentially, it's kind of like jury duty, 
Uh, we have arbitrators <laughs> on our network, um, and we randomly assign uh, one or multiple arbitrators, depending on the size of the transaction. You know, the higher the value, uh, you might get a few more people uh, to remove any type of uh, biases. And then, you know, you, you submit your documents and your claim and the dispute resolution happens. And this all happens, um, you know, within the span of a week. And um, you don't have to deal with, you know, talking to a person or whatever, um, Amazon customer service. It, it's all baked in to the user experience and protocol, ensuring that, you know, if I didn't get something, um, that money can't just be taken by the seller and they run away. Um, so I remember this system before the eBay days, uh, there was an escrow, or excuse me, before the PayPal days, there was an escrow service. Um, and then it just disappeared because PayPal started manufacturing that trust, essentially what you were saying, it's all about trust. Um, you know, and, and the system that we're creating is, is removing the need for trust that I need to trust on Amazon because I know they're not going to steal my money or they're going to refund me if one of their third party vendors steals my money or frauds me out of my money. Um, you know, it's all baked into the protocol and the money sits in an escrow contract until a dispute that's been resolved. And in order to dispute, um, to be in, in part of the dispute, you have to stake a lot of money. And this, and this creates, um, you know, insurances for, uh, you know, the buyer, the seller to know that, hey, I'm confident that I'm going, you know, that I'm, I'm going to win. I'm putting money in. And if I lose, the other party wins. So there is a punishment for, for frauding and other person mm -hmm. that disincentivizes people from, you know, spamming and frauding the network. So that, that's how we're evolving e-commerce today without the use of uh, intermediaries or you needing an Amazon to be able to, you know, manufacture that trust so people will come and buy from your store. I feel like that's a, a really good solution. And I'm also thinking that there's people out there thinking, okay, you know, what is the amount of money I can put up as a bluff <laughs> kind of like in poker, right? And you're probably going to run into something yeah. like that as well at some point where people will say, well, you know, they're trying to fraud, you know, and they say, okay, what's the amount that's going to make it look like I'm not trying to fraud them? So you're still going to be a little bit diligent <laughs> on that point. <laughs> yeah, so so that, no, that, that's an absolutely fair point. And, and there is, there's probabilities uh, that go into this as well. Um, so by, by, by nature, um, you know, I'm a nerd and technology geek, uh, but um, I also have a degree in economics and statistics and economics. So um, a lot of thought has gone into this and, you know, it, there is no solution right away. Um, and you'll know this from a lot of, and you'll see this from a lot of blockchain startups. Um, you know, a lot of this is hypothesis tests. Right. So you're going to have to go in and get the feedback and see what happens. So there's two there's two guiding principles, um, you know, at least from the onset that we're going with our hypothesis. A is that the buyer and the seller would have to stake the same amount, meaning that if the buyer mm -hmm. could come in and put more money in um, or, or the seller could come in and bully the buyer by putting in a higher amount in for them not to actually counter stake, you know, that, that defeats the whole purpose. Or if one person has to put in more money, um, then I have an incentive because of statistics and probability to continually take on that bid because over time I, I would make more money. Um, so what we're creating is, a, you know, again, this goes back into the guardrails that we're creating. Uh, it, it's a fair uh, protocol where the amount of money has to be the same from both sides, meaning I can't even put in more money than I, if I wanted to. Uh, but finding that exact amount, um, you know, is going to require some testing. And, and um, you know, this is why we created Split as a, open source nonprofit, 
um, you know, we're non-biased, uh, non-partisan, um, and then, you know, um, going with the open source movement to have other people use tests and contribute uh, to building a more safe, secure, and optimal uh, system. And just getting multiple different viewpoints, having it open source is, is such a great way to generate more ideas and to draw upon yeah. the creativity of so many other people. Absolutely. So, tell us so our goal... Global our, oh, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I, I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, you know, our our goal uh, as a nonprofit and open source, and and, that, and that's really important, uh, that we're trying to provide a a publicly accessible social utility, meaning that this is for the people, by the people. Uh, you know, we believe at Split uh, that anyone should be in control and be empowered to own their e-commerce and online shopping experience. Um, so, you know, we, we recognize, um, the importance to be able to get the creativity, innovation and community involved in building something because it's going to be used by them. And over the next five to seven years, um, just kind of like the Bitcoin, Bitcoin, uh, when Bitcoin started with Satoshi, uh, whoever he or she or them were, um, and how they don't have a lot of, um, uh, say into the protocol, though there's a lot of things we learned with our governance models and being able to, uh, you know, uh, decide on how to move forward. I mean, that's a whole nother subject of itself. Uh, <laughs> we want to work ourselves out of a job or, or, or at least work ourselves to minimal involvement where this is a self-sustaining ecosystem uh, by people contributing and making a better and safer e-commerce um, online shopping experience. So let's talk a little bit about your global in inventory listing. Sure. So, you know, this is a um, this is where it all starts. So, what we realized um, is that you know some of these smaller players can't grow into other customer segments, uh, grow their revenues. Um, smaller players as in marketplaces or sellers uh, because they don't have access to the inventory supply chain or even a college kid. Uh, you know, I remember when I was in college many. <laughs> years ago, uh, you know, where I wanted to, you know, sell t-shirts of textbooks and make some extra cash, you know, just to survive or have enough money to take, you know, somebody out on a date, um, that type of stuff. And, you know, in, today, in today's world, it's really hard uh, to be able to create a profitable business without giving up large percentages of your um, income as commissions uh, or fees to these big players like Amazon. So, you know, we thought that if you could pool and create a healthy competition uh, with the smaller players, I can then sell other people's inventory. They could sell my inventory and uh, we all could then create this non-zero sum game, which essentially means that there is enough for everybody to be able to make healthy profits. Um, and blockchain really uh, made this possible by their distributed ledger technology. And essentially what a blockchain does is it's a, it's a ledger or database and there's a copy of it on every computer that's running the blockchain. So we thought that if we could connect every marketplace or seller, um, you know, big or small, to our protocol, that inventory will then automatically populate into each other's marketplace. And then we could create this whole new network of affiliate sales and all the monies will be automated and trustless 
and transparent because they're going through the blockchain and smart contract. So when I know I sell something of somebody else's, I know I'm going to get my, my commission. So we're solving two birds with one stone with this global inventory. Uh, one is a publicly accessible inventory database that anybody could connect to uh, for free and um, be able to sell items and start making a living. And two, um, create this new affiliate network system with automated um, affiliate reward payments that I don't have to worry about invoicing or creating other systems that track these affiliate sales. Um, so I know I'm not getting frauded out of my, you know, well-deserved commissions. So that, that was, that was the inspiration uh, behind creating this global inventory. Very cool. And you guys have also an app, is that correct? Is that incorrect? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so uh, it's a good question and, you know, I'm glad that we're bringing this up now. Um, so Split's not an app. Uh, we're, we're not uh, necessarily building an app. What we're building is a um, SDK, a software development kit, um, and easy ways for any marketplace, small or big, using you know Shopify, WooCommerce, or if you have your own custom e-commerce stack, to be able to connect to the blockchain. So think of think of um, Think of a e-commerce as this city, and you have these buildings and cars and people, you know, walking around and buying buying things. And then think of Split as the piping underneath the city that makes everybody interconnected and creating this peer-to-peer -peer network um, and decentralized information and data within this um, ecosystem. So essentially, like what I like to brand Split as is a new internet for shopping. Uh, that's what we're creating. We're enabling um, and empowering other sellers and marketplaces to connect the split to be able to build um, more effective, efficient uh, marketplaces with our innovative tools. That's a great way to explain it. I, I really like the visual of the, the houses and then you see the piping underneath and you know it exists there, but it's running seamlessly. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, we, we, we want to empower other marketplaces to be able to, you know, take control of their um, online e-commerce stack uh, and not, you know, have to give out large commissions to, you know, intermediaries or middlemen taking out large commissions. Um, but, uh, you know, what what we want to create is a way that um, everything that happens on the blockchain, you don't even know it's happening, right? So the best user mm -hmm. experience, in my opinion, for adopting blockchain and its technology is that when a consumer comes in, um, they're able to reap the rewards and benefits of using blockchain, such as the transparency, immutability, security, but they don't have to go through all these random strings of characters or pass raises or, or wallets or whatever it may be. So we're, we're really working on bringing this, uh, you know, blockchain technology without losing the user experience that people have become accustomed to over the years. So uh, the best way to look at Split is, you know, you're going to see a website and then you'll see a little badge saying that it's Split powered. And that should give, that badge will give consumers and buyers confidence knowing that when they buy something from the Split powered marketplace, that their money isn't going to be stolen or there's not going to be any type of fraud or spam, uh, which we haven't talked about, that we have a whole uh, network of validators that go and look at the integrity of the listing base to ensure that there is no spam or frauds and incentive, incentivizing them to do so when they, you know, identify it. Um, it works similar to the whole um, dispute mechanism with the buyer and seller. Uh, but, uh, you know, 
that that's basically all a consumer would see. It's a split badge saying that this is, you know, this marketplace is powered by split. So when I go in there, you know, we were, we're working with ways to, you know, let anybody pay with any type of currency they want, whether if it's going to be, um, you know, uh, a digital currency or fiat currency, credit cards, and then everything else then just pipes through the blockchain and then comes out on the other side as you get your product. Um, that that's 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 the world we see, um, you know, in, in the medium term the split. That's awesome. And uh, and how can people? What's the best way to start getting involved, get connected, and and learn more about split? Yeah. So um, you know, right now, uh, visit our website spl.yt. We have tons of information. You know, join our Telegram. We have a very vibrant community. Uh, you know, with such people from uh, representation room from Pivx and Salt, who have said this is one of the best online communities out there. Uh, we're really responsive, love to answer questions. Um, and, uh, you know, for developers or for marketplaces who are interested in connecting, uh, we have a devs page, a page dedicated just to developers um, and people who run e-commerce shops. And if they go to spl.yt or website and click on the devs um, tab, uh, there is a list of ways that you could start using our technology and uh, people could start experimenting and connecting with it. And if there's any questions, you know, we're here to help. Uh, you know, we have a support team and a tech team where, you know, if you have questions on how to connect or, you know, what is this blockchain stuff or how do I connect the blockchain to my e-commerce store? Um, you know, there everything is all the resources and information uh, and support links are in our devs page. Fantastic. Cyrus, thank you so much for joining us today and really offering us a new way to look at e-commerce and the potential of it. Yeah, thank you for having me, Juliet. That was Cyrus Tagesian. He is CEO at Split, that's S-P-L dot Y-T. Check them out. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Juliet Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.